Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. Callers are welcome, and we invite you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach. I'm here tonight on my show, The Science of Yes. I'm so excited because um, today... Where we're at right now is we're about to publish my my book called Say It, and um, I can't wait to to see it out there where people could could read and find out about the science of yes. And you know, it's it's so incredible because um, for some time now I've I've wanted to have the opportunity to teach people about what the science of yes is all about, and one of the things I wanted to do aside from having this podcast and having different people um, come on as guests and discussing what it is to live your life inside a positive mindset that I call yes, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to explain to people what it is to be someone who lives their life in a positive mindset. So there it is in a nutshell. Um, It's about being willing to, to say yes to whatever it is that life, you know, life has for you. So what I'm going to do is um, for tonight, um, I'm going to take an opportunity to read excerpts from my book. Um, it's on its way to the final edit and um, to be formatted, and it will be published and um, so I'm picking one of the chapters, and I'm going to read a little bit of, about it. And um, if you have any questions or you're hearing something that you, you want to ask about, you can call in. Um, the call-in number to, to speak to me is um, 760 so if you're listening here tonight or if you're listening to the recording, you can call in. I'm here every Thursday at 8 p.m. with the science of yes. And um, so this is from my book, Say Yes. Um, the chapter is, I said yes, you can too. So there it is in a nutshell. Say yes. Go right ahead. Do it. So um, now what? How do you make this work? Is saying yes the answer to whatever ails you? What is the science of yes? Do you have to be a positive thinker to make the science of yes work for you in your life? No, you don't. Don't argue with me, okay? Be coachable. You may be someone who isn't a positive thinker, and that's okay. Be a yes. Full disclosure, I'm a positive kind of gal. I'm bursting with optimism. Everyone knows that about me. My feelings tell me that the glass is half full and that every cloud has a silver lining. You know, however, my intention is not to create little mini-me's here. When you take on the science of yes, you don't necessarily have to have a positive attitude. Nope, you don't. I do recommend it, but you don't have to. The science of yes is a very active practice, and the structures I'll give you will make a difference in what you're creating and pursuing in your life, whether you are positive about it or not. We will have a conversation later on in this book regarding your mindset. 
Having a positive mindset is essential, but you will learn the distinction between having a positive mindset and thinking positively. Though I've always been an incredibly positive person, before I distinguished the science of yes, I didn't fully know how to leverage my optimism to get the things I wanted in life. Sometimes things seem to work out for me or manifest for me, almost like magic, like outside of me and not created by me at all. Well, I couldn't understand why other people who weren't positive could produce better sustainable results than I could. Sometimes when I was experiencing difficult times or tragedy, I couldn't seem to move through them effectively with just my positivity and optimism. It was when I was going through a significant personal tragedy, the death of my daughter, Alvesta, at the age of 30, that I plunged into a devastating tailspin. She committed suicide, and I was blindsided. In the same time frame, I lost my job of 17 years. I lost my dream home due to foreclosure. They repossessed my car. I lost everything. I lost it all. Two years of my life passed with me, just treading water. Really not going anywhere, not doing anything, not having any desires or visions. I was barely getting out of bed. Time and space were like a vacuum for me. Living with my mom and her mother and staying in bed for days and weeks at a time. I did nothing. I lived like that for two years. And then I woke. I woke up from that zombie-like state. It had been two years, and I was alive and existing only. No feelings, no wanting, just breathing. I joked with my friends now when I look back at that. You see, I proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is eating food that makes you fat. During this period, I stopped eating. I wasn't hungry. My mother was worried and stressed and kept trying to entice me to eat. I turned into a skinny person as the fat melted from my body. And that just disappeared like magic. When I started eating again, I plumped right back up. And usually I can make someone laugh when I tell that story today. It was no laughing matter back then. I didn't have a car or even bus fare to get anywhere if I wanted to go somewhere. And then my grandmother told me it was time to move on. I realized then I couldn't just sit there in her home and do nothing. I pulled myself together, took a breath, and I went out and got a job. Okay, so not just like that. It was now 2009, and there was a recession happening, and it was brutal. For the first time since I got my very first job at the age of 16, I was having difficulty finding work. I had been managing a law firm running with a staff of eight people. I now had to take a job as an administrative assistant, an entry-level position, and I was lucky to get it. So many were out of work at that time to find that job, and a good friend referred me to them when the owner mentioned that he needed a good administrator, and my friend told this guy, I have the perfect person for you, and he sent me. I needed a job so I could, get, could move and get a home, a car, get my life together. So I ended up working at a small film production company. I stepped into my position, and immediately they began to feel the change. At the time that I joined them, they had 19 employees and making small budget films to the tune of maybe 200000 to $250,000. Within six months, they had grown to 83 employees, two shifts, and they took on their first film with a $2 million budget. I now was their operations manager. And all of these changes happened in six months. It was then that I realized something about myself and what I provide. I empower people to do what they want to do. I say yes. And I got them to say yes. A yes environment offers power to whoever wants to tap into it. That insight began a journey which ultimately had me leave my job and start my own business, which I originally called Yes Coaching. And then when I incorporated, titled Strategic Yes Training, I then began to implement the tools and techniques 
I had developed over the years, and I started to teach them to others. I began to transform my life, and I started on the journey to the science of yes. It didn't happen overnight. It took five years for my process of coaching to formulate. And during that period, I was couch surfing, riding public transportation, and eating fast food, and struggling my way to success. My life began to expand in incredible ways. And now I'm paying it forward. I want to give that away, and that's why I wrote this book. When I say be yes, I'm not talking about semantics or knowing the word yes. I'm not just talking about positive thinking. Yes is a mindset, and how you live your life and who you be and the actions you take inside of that. If who you be is yes, and what you do is sourced by yes, then what you get is a life of power, passion, and fun. And that's all there is to it. It's not complicated. I call myself a yes coach, and that is who I am. I call my process the science of yes. This book will help you access a straightforward way to go about life that enhances what you are already working on. Now, I'm relying on a few things. I'm taking it on faith that you want to take on life in this manner, that you want the yes, I can attitude, and you want to take steps to live the life of your dreams. Now, that might include the experience of more smiles, more joy, more happiness. So you're on the hunt for the pathway to the good life, the happy, satisfied, fulfilled life. And I'm assuming since you picked up a book called seven steps to the life of your dreams, that you want your dream life in seven steps. You want someone to tell you what to do step by step. Would you say that a fair assumption? You might have just been curious, or maybe you wanted to count the steps and make sure I didn't miscount. You might be one of life's little spell checkers or do-it-right machines and just verifying me. If so, thanks for the support. You can put the book down now. No worries. That's not what we're up to here. You'll be wasting your time, and I wouldn't want you to do that, so go right ahead. Feel free to put it down. I won't be bothered or hurt. You see, I know I'm not for everyone. Like me, you most likely have goals in life, things you want to achieve, ideals you're formulating that you want to advance. You have visions of things you want to put in motion. I want to help you to forward whatever you're up to inside of all the relevant categories of your life and have you fully functioning effectively, moving quickly forward with everything you desire and having fun on the journey, getting things done in ways you never imagined. Yes is a philosophy. However, it's, it's more than that. It's a way to approach life. I call it being a yes to life. You challenge the status quo and you take us for your desires, your wants, and your dreams. Owner and founder of Yes Coaching, a business consultant, a professional life coach, a motivational speaker, and an author, I have had the privilege of working with a diverse group of individuals who have wanted to improve their lives and move through the challenges holding them back. And if they were willing to take a scan for what they are committed to, and wish to believe, there could be a shift in how life occurs and how they fulfill their hopes and dreams. Working with them, we have learned so much, and it is my privilege and honor to share these things with you now. Through working with my various clients, I have made a discovery that helped me to distinguish this way of life I call the science of yes. Many people believe that positive thinking is the secret to having a life you love and that having a positive attitude will pave the way to make things easier. Energy is not about what happens between your ears and your mind. It's about taking positive actions that correlate with the commitments you have in life in all areas of your life. Now, here is the formula. Commitment plus actions equals the life of your dreams. It's not complicated. The science of yes is not just about dealing with the obstacles and challenges that life offers either. It's also 
about fulfilling the incredible opportunities and dreams that you have. Perhaps you've been thinking about tackling your bucket list, returning to school, and getting that degree. Or you may want to travel to Italy to see the Sistine Chapel, or to Rome to visit the Vatican. Start that book, rent that Airbnb, and experience luxury on a beachfront property. Start a business. What are your dreams? Maybe you already have everything that money can buy, but you sense that there is still something missing, something emotional maybe, something unfulfilled. Do you deal with self-esteem issues and perhaps concerns, worries, or fears that block your higher energy source and keep you grounded in sadness and melancholy? Life doesn't seem like a box of chocolates at all for you. Life occurs complicated and upsetting. The science of yes will have you approach opportunities in a commanding, positive mindset that has you be excited about life, like a kid in a candy store, and taking the actions that will fulfill on your dreams. Taking action-oriented steps, that's the difference. That's why I say it's more than positive thinking. It's action-oriented. All about inquiring into what you want in life and then taking the actions correlate with those wants and navigating safely through the obstacles and roadblocks that will inevitably arise as you make your way towards these goals. And that is the process in a nutshell. A different creative way of living life that will energize, engage, and teach you to redirect your thought, to tap into your creativity and get you in motion and keep you in motion in positive, productive ways. Yes is a mindset, as I've said before, and we'll keep repeating, that mindset, coupled with action, will lead you to your dreams. I invite you to embrace it and be a yes. When you live life inside of yes, you will be creating positive energy for you and your environment and around you. That energy will help you get things done, make good things happen, and help you move more quickly through difficult and challenging times. I often utilize utilizing movie analogies and musical quotes. Get used to it. I'm just that kind of gal. One of my favorites is the genie from the Disney animated motion picture, Aladdin. Have you seen it? I realize that there is a live-action movie out now starring Will Smith. I haven't seen it yet. Even if they're singing the same songs in the current film, I refer to the animated movie. And in that film, when Aladdin first finds and rubs the lamp and releases him, the genie explains that he will grant him three wishes. When Aladdin seems confused, Robin Williams as the voice of the genie sings the song, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. Now, I won't include all the lyrics of the song here on these pages, mostly because I don't want Disney to get mad at me. But the general idea is that the genie wanted Aladdin to know he could have anything he could imagine. And all he had to do was ask for it. He now had a powerful friend who would provide anything. A friend like he ain't never had before. Consider for just a moment that the universe is singing that song to you right now. Life is your restaurant and I'm your maitre d'. And that's the universe singing directly to you in Robin Williams' voice. So what would you order? A new home? A new car? A new romantic partner? What about your career? The whole point is this. Anything you want for your life is available. And all you must do is be willing to say that you want it. Ask for it. You may have loving, loyal, and powerful generous friends, but not like this, manifesting whatever you want for the asking. Manifesting old school. Now, you might be recognizing elements of the law of attraction, and you're absolutely on point. I have an incredible ability to manifest, and I'm a practitioner of the law of attraction. I teach my clients elements of the law of attraction, but The science of yes is different. 
I mentioned it here because the source of what I teach has its foundation from the law of attraction. However, there are books, movies, and tapes on that principle you can get your hands on, and I'm not here to teach that. Start with The Secret by Rhonda Byrne or E Squared by Pam Grout. By focusing your energy on positive or negative thoughts, you manifest positive or negative experiences. It is the attractive magnetic power of the universe that draws similar energies together. Whether you believe in it or not, universal laws operate on an individual level, and you live your life by these laws. For example, take gravity, another universal law that you and I and everyone lives their lives inside of without utterly understanding it, unless you happen to be a scientist who does understand it. What goes up must come down. There is an influence of energy that pulls, regardless of who you are and no matter what you believe. This universal law works for everyone. You will come down no matter what, unless you do something to resist this invisible force as we do when we fly in airplanes. Again, you may be someone who thoroughly understands what keeps planes airborne. The average everyday person doesn't really understand, though, and they don't really need to. We know we can fly in an aircraft, but we cannot jump off a roof and fly without one. Remember, learning to ride a bicycle, ice skate, or rollerblading, what did you have to learn to do that effectively? Well, you had to get balance, another universal law. It works for everyone the same. You live your life within the confines of the rules of these laws, and it doesn't matter whether you believe in these laws or not. They operate, impact, and direct your life. You focus your energy, meaning your thoughts and concentration, on negative doom and gloom. You will remain under that cloud. If you focus your energy on positive goals that make you happy and leave you empowered, then take the actions which correlate to those goals and commitments you will achieve those goals every single time, no matter what. Whatever you imagine and hold in the mind's eye is achievable if you structure, plan, and create milestones to get where you want to be. The key is to distinguish what you are committed to and then design structures that give you the actions that correlate to these commitments, and you will produce that result. You can bank on it. Everything is energy. There is a quote that I love, which I always believed was from Albert Einstein. And I've used this quote in my coaching practice for years. I've since learned this quote was not from Einstein. The quote apparently originated with a man named Bahar. The quote, everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. Now, this is not philosophy. This is physics. You know that quote is still one of my favorites. However, the reason I especially liked it and used it with my clients is that I believed it was Albert Einstein who said it. And there are people I admire in life, ordinary men and women who do extraordinary things. Albert Einstein is one of those people I admire big time. I admired him and considered him to be one of the greatest scientific minds that ever lived. Having a quote that indicated he had an awareness of, shall we say, woo-woo concepts in spirituality and respected the laws of the spiritual universe was incredibly exciting for me. However, guess what? I learned that Einstein did say something just as profound. He said, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man, pointing to this energy and saying it is vastly superior to that of man. He is acknowledging that man, with all our thoughts and intentions, needs to recognize there is something more powerful to deal with permeating the universe, and we need to acknowledge and respect it. With the correct mindset, a healthy dose of the right attitude, and a powerful connection to the appropriate actions 
the ordinary person will accomplish extraordinary results by tapping into that carnival spirit that manages the universe. Think of the force from Star Wars. You can create tangible actions based on your commitments around your passions and your dreams, resonating with this powerful energy that flows throughout our lives. Therefore, a valuable part of what I provide are new practices and habits to take on, which are proven effective coaching concepts, tools, and principles that help give people good things to think about and create structure to take action on. Find what works and then put that learning into everyday practice. Booyah, the science of yes. Now, I encourage you to give up what you think you know and be open to receive. You may be challenging your thought processes, especially when you want to hold on to negative conversations. If you're coachable, this book is a powerful tool for you to be able to have everything you always dreamed and hoped for but never thought you could have. It does work. You can count on it to work for you, as it did for me. I'm so excited about having um, had the conversation about writing the book for many years. I finally sat down about two years ago and started to put together the skeleton of this book, Say Yes, and in doing so, I started to talk a little bit about what it is to have a book to to um, put forth my idea of what it is to live yourself, your life inside the science of yes. So here we're talking about Pam. He's the yes coach who's now written a book, The Science of Yes, um, called Say Yes. And I was just reading an excerpt from that book, and I see that I have a caller. So I'm going to check in with them in case they have a question and find out um, if they'd like to speak on our show tonight. So right now, um, you are now live on the Science of Yes. My name is Pam Heath. Who's calling? Hi, it's Rosemaria. Hi, Rosemaria. How are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey? My gosh, it's kind of late for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's about a lump dirty. Okay. Well, listen, I was just reading from my book that's about to be published, and I was wondering if you had a question or if there was something that you wanted to ask me. Uh, I was interested in what you were reading and understanding because I've been a lot of of going on in my life, too, so it's like going crazy. My energy is going here and there and everywhere, so I don't know how to control the energy to go positive the right way, if that makes sense. It does make sense because um, life is energy. Life is energy. And it's this thing, it's like the quote from um, Albert Einstein that I read about how anything that you want, you can have if you resonate with the energy of it. Okay? So if you're, you're dealing with some life circumstances, it sounds like, and it's occurring like those circumstances are negative. So how do you generate the energy of yes in the face of negative energy? Something That's like that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so inside of the science of yes, because I've dealt with negative energy, and it's, it's hard because for, for you to maintain a positive mindset, you want things to go your way. You want things to happen and, 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 and support you, empower you. You want your life and the people in your life to support you to have the things you want. And then things happen. Negative things happen. Like, you know, people are cruel to you or, or bad with you. Just thinking about the, the current um, things that are going on around um, the civil unrest over the death of George Floyd. And you can imagine right now what his family must be going through, you know, because he had a small, you know, child. And, you know, it's it's hard when you're dealing with life circumstances that are that dramatic. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So when you're dealing with life circumstances, 
that are dramatic, that are in your face, but, you know, your circumstances. I just want to ask a couple of questions. You don't have to tell us what you're dealing with, but is this negativity being generated at your work? Is it in your relationship? Is it with your family? What is the nature of the negative energy? Um, family and well, relationship. Relationship. Relationship? Okay, and, and I understand family. that. That's A little bit of mixture. Those are, yep. those are the ones that hurt the most, you know, because a lot of your environment is made up of the people that you're in relationship with, your family, your loved ones you know, your significant other, and if they're being negative, it's hard to generate positive in in the face of that. So the key here inside of the science of yes is to get focused on what you're up to. Like, is, is there something that you want in life for yourself, something involving your passion or your, as they say, your why? Why were you here if you consider that everyone is put here for a reason. We all have our own personal mission, you know, and um, if that's the case, would, do you have any idea what your why is? What's your mission in life? What are you up to? That's what I was trying to figure out, like, what the other day, like, why am I here? Why am I supposed to be here for? That's what I was trying to figure out. So you're not clear what your why is? Right. What do you what do you love about life? Um enjoying life, being outside and interacting with other people. That makes sense. So you like people. Right. You like you like people, you like being around people. And when um what kind of shows do you watch on T V? Um usually uh like healing shows, like pretty much like a like pimple popper, stuff like that. I'm not familiar with that. What is that about? Oh, like a, that's like um, a doctor that does um, surgery on their um, uh, body for like if there's like a huge I like poem and stuff like that. Uh, okay, and then what do you do for a living? I'm an IT security. You're in IT security. So would it yes. be safe to say that you're kind of a geek, a nerd? Not a geek, nerd. No, I just like the helping countries and stuff like that, military stuff. You're in IT and you're not a nerd? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because it must be difficult for you being around other IT people who are nerds. Uh, somewhat, yes. I know, I get it. So I'm just, the reason I'm poking at you like this and asking you these questions, and I'm trying to hear um, what turns you on. You know, you're, you're in IT, you're not a nerd, so, so day-to-day you're working with computers, yes? Right. And are you customer service? No, I uh, do surveillances and stuff like that. Monitor. But do you work directly? With, do you work directly mm-hmm. with people, or are you a programmer who just types every day and you don't interact with people? I interact with people. You do interact with people, and you do like mm-hmm. people. You said you like people and being around them and making right. a difference, right? Okay. Right. So, what would make you smile if you were working with a customer directly and they were to call you and they're having a an IT problem and you sort it out for them? and they were grateful to you, what would make you smile, something they say or do, and you'd be happy and content and know that you got your job done? Oh, the outcome got came out right and no screw-ups <laughs> from the other end, <laughs> that makes sense. Right, so you communicated effectively. They listened right. to what you said. They they took it on, and they got it done, and they fixed their problem, and you're it would make you smile. You'd be satisfied. You'd be happy because you made the difference with that person. Yeah? Right. Right. Okay, great. So we're getting somewhere. You like to make a difference. True, yes. Okay, on, on the contrary, you get some knucklehead 
on the phone and they're resisting everything you're saying. You tell them to do something and they won't do it and they argue with you, okay? And they keep misery and upset keeps, you know, falling out of their mouth and you get irritated. Like, what? I can't help you if you won't try what I'm telling you to do. Have you ever had people like that on the phone? Yes, sometimes. And it, how do you feel about that? I'm kind of annoyed, and I just tell him if you know how to do it, just fix it. Why did you call me for? Don't bother calling me if you, you know. Exactly. So what I'm hearing, um, the reason I'm asking these questions is I'm starting to see you get more animated in your communication with me. And what, what has you be animated is when you talk about people, when you're able to help them, when you're able to do for them. And then say, listen, and and let you contribute, and they get it done, and they're happy, and you're happy. That actually is the the most important thing for you, is making the difference with with people. That's what it sounds like. So now, having distinguished that, now what you do for a living is you work with computers, okay? Now, the reason I became a coach is because I'm like you. I like making the difference with people. Like this, what you and I are doing right now is my favorite thing to do, okay? I love when I can make a difference with somebody else, okay? When it comes to computers, you have some some knowledge. You obviously went and got trained. You know some things, and you give that knowledge away, and you help people get themselves fixed. Have you ever thought about making a difference in other areas of people's lives besides their computers? Yeah, I have, but didn't go through, like, doing uh, massages and nails mean? and stuff like that. It didn't, didn't so you take tried off. Massage, you tried right. doing people's nails. So it sounds right. like that didn't turn out. Is the reason it didn't turn out because you, you were not able to make a living or because it, it you got tired of it or, you know, because massaging people, putting your hands on people, giving them massages, that takes a lot of energy. So um, doing the same thing with doing their nails. It takes a lot of energy in it. In other words, you usually pay 20 to 30 bucks for a set of nails, okay? And it takes you, you know, somewhere upwards from an hour to an hour and a half to do that. It's a lot of energy, a lot of work for 20 bucks. So is it because of that that it didn't turn out? How come it didn't turn out? Uh, People are not paying. They want it for free and stuff like that. It's like taking yes, my time. Do, yeah, <laughs> they do. Um, you're, you actually you learned a lesson that I learned that people want things for free. They don't want to pay. You know, they want what you have to offer, but they don't want to pay for it. And so they try to get you to give it this to them for as little money as possible. Except this is how you make your living. All right. So that that didn't turn out. So trying to do nails and trying to do massage didn't turn out because you have to work too hard and a lot of times they don't want to pay you and it wasn't cost effective. However, what I'm hearing, though, is that you do want to make a difference with people. You want to get paid your work, okay? You don't want to argue about what it costs to let you contribute, all right? Right. And right. the other question I'm going to ask you, do you see for yourself, the type of person you like to make a difference with? Uh, a friend. Try to make a difference and not going through and hopefully they don't respond or communicate or call back, stuff like that. So, well, what try I to make a difference. that is it sounds like what you just said is people you know. Is that what right. you're saying? You like making a right. difference with people you know. Right. So... Making a difference with people you don't know, is that a scary proposition? No, not really. Okay, that's that's good because the people you know is limited to your circle of of friends and relatives. The people you don't know gives you a much wider, you know, environment of of which to make a difference. So you like to make a difference. You like it when people um, listen to what you contribute and succeed at something, and you're empowered by that because you help to make the difference for them to succeed. And so now what there is to do is distinguish what you could possibly do to make a difference. And it's not doing nails. It's not doing massages. 
because you tried that and that didn't that didn't fulfill you. So right. you do work in computers. Now let me ask you a question. Um, during the COVID nineteen shutdown, did did it impact you? Do you have your job? Are you furloughed? Are you stuck at home, not able to work, or are you working from home? Uh, looking for work, basically. <laughs> so you're, yeah, basically it impacted you, and you and you need work, and you're working from home. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I can offer to you inside of what I do as a coach because I can hear that what you want to do is you want to make a difference. And I'm going to ask you a question. It's okay if you're nervous or when I ask you the question, you think, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I can't imagine that. But how do you feel about social media? Uh, I'm on it, but I don't say much on it because of people out there. So I limit what I say and don't say. Okay, got it. How many followers do you have on Facebook? Uh, I have 70, about that. 70, okay. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, I think 50. Okay. So, number one, one of the ways you can generate having people um, that you can make a difference with is on social media. You can go on social media, and I'm going to tell you that there's a couple of things that you can do. You can leverage your knowledge on social media, and people will actually come on and listen to you talk and pay you to help them in whatever arena you're an expert in. And the key here is to set yourself up to be an expert in something. Okay? Okay. You can be an expert in computers if you like, if computers turns you on. By the way, computers turn me on. I'm a complete and absolute nerd. I'm a geek, okay? I'm also Mm -hmm. uh, a gamer. I play video games. I play online. You know, I am a geek. And your knowledge about computers would be something I would would love to listen to you. If you got on Facebook Live and said, I'm going to talk a little bit about computers, a lot of you are all stuck at home right now. Because of the COVID-19 shutdown, a lot of people, they're at home, working from home if they got work or looking for work and they're all on the computers. Let me give you a few pointers. Let me give you some tips about your computer, how to keep it running and how to, you know, have it be smooth and easy. How much memory do you have? Is it enough to support what you're up to? I'm, you know, going to tell you how you can make the most out of your computer. My name is, and you tell them your name and you create a brand, I'm the go-to guru for managing your computer at home. And you'll get a following, and people will start watching you, listening to you. You can get a podcast, and suddenly you are the, the newest, greatest thing online regarding making a difference with people around computers. Can you see that? Yes. It makes sense, doesn't it? Because how many, you know, if you don't mind my saying, you know, as a woman on the online talking about computers, you can make YouTube videos. You can say, look, COVID-19 has a lot of people stuck at home. Well, guess what? You've got more um, time on the computer. You're on the Internet all the time now, and your computer might be slowing down. And a lot of people have the question, should I get um, uh, a firewall? Should I get a virus protection you know, software program. Do you know the answer to that question? Yeah. Can I work with okay. it every day? <laughs> Sweetheart, darling, do you know that not everybody knows the answer to that question? That's the biggest question on people's mind. They ask me that, and that's not what I do for a living all the time. What is the answer to the question, should I get a virus protection program? Protection, uh, virus security or clean out your um, computer systems because there's a program I had that it's like a cleanser, cleans out the computer and restarts the whole, uh, your screen out, so stuff like that. We could do that. So go, this is, you know, I'm going to give you a homework assignment, okay? Okay. Okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Go to the bathroom and look in the mirror and talk to the lady in the mirror and tell her what you just told me. 
okay? But practice doing it in a way where you're upbeat, smiling, and the lady in the mirror that you're talking to smiles back at you. And you tell her what you just said to me. A lot of people want to know, should I get virus protection for my computer? The answer to that question is yes, you should. And I happen to know of a program that I recommend, and I'm going to explain to you why. It's going to take me exactly seven minutes to explain to you why you need virus protection. And then I want you to go out and get it. And if you have any questions, you can come back and ask me. My name, you know, create that people can come back to you on Facebook or Instagram. Okay? Do you have um, um, something you want to call yourself, or do you want to just use your name? I can't use one anymore. I don't even know. Probably different, energetic or energy, probably. Ooh. Say that again. I like that. Say it again. Uh, angelic or energy, probably. I thought you said angelic energy. Right. But you meant it either or, right? Right. Or the same. Or one name. I I think it's great if you were to take that angelic energy for computers. Oh my God, that's so exciting! Now, in the course of this conversation with with me, we have distinguished that there's something there for you about making a difference with people. In order to do that, okay, sweetheart. In order to do that, you have to be willing to stop getting stopped. If you have a goal, because you could easily take this on. Now, for, for a lot of people involved with the the impact of the COVID-19 shutdown, I tell them, make sure you're taking advantage of all the the disaster relief that's available. Now, if you've applied for the, right now they have unemployment for people who are impacted by COVID-19. Have you applied for that? Yes. So, did you get approved for that? Uh, not yet. So I'm still working okay. on that. Yeah, that takes a minute, okay? That takes a minute. It doesn't happen overnight. But there's that. There's um, if, if you're out of work due to COVID-19, there are some programs, there are some things that, um, that are in place that will help support you in this current, you know, reality. But I'm telling you, I help several of my clients. I just had a client get get money from the EIDL SBA loan, $150,000. I want you to know something. You need to take care of you. You need to take care of you. But once you're settled and can put food on the table and you can pay your bills, okay, you need to start looking to see what can I create around what I love to do so that other people are getting benefit from what I have to contribute and I'm making money for it. They're paying me value for what I provide. Okay? And I realize that you might be having a hard time with the people in your life. Maybe they're depressed or upset and miserable because of the the COVID-19 environment and, you know, they're giving it to you and grief. You know, you got to remember to keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on what you need to do to build a business, to get yourself on an online presence. You need daily actions. You need to get on there. And like I told you when I gave you the homework assignment, you need to practice interacting with other people in a positive way, in an up way. You notice the way I'm talking to you. You know, no matter no matter how, what you say or how you are, I'm upbeat. And that's how you have to talk to people. Listen, I get it. I understand what you're going through. But here's the thing. You can be sad. You can be unhappy, and that's valid. There's nothing wrong with that. However, how's that going? If you're not getting any value being miserable, don't be miserable anymore. Look to see what you can create. This is what I do for a living. I generate the energy of yes. And I do it with my clients. I do it on a daily basis. And I'm giving you access to that, you know, to say yes. Be somebody who is not willing to live in the energy of no. Be yes. 
So I gave you some ideas about how you can generate. My email address is Pam Heath, my name, Pam Heath, P-A-M-H-E-A-T-H, at yescoachforyou.com. Pam Heath at yescoach, the number four, the letter U.com. Write to me. I'll send you links to disaster relief options for you so you can get money and get taken care of during these, you know, chaotic, critical times. When money's flowing and you've got money in the bank, you're much more comfortable generating your future. And it takes building a foundation online. You're going to have to build up your following. And you can do that by every day, every day, going on Facebook, go live, tell people what you're up to. You can create the context of being the go-to guru for angelic energy around computers. Your computer will respond when you bring my angel energy to it. And people will be like, damn, girl, I never heard anybody talk about computers like that. And you're like, that's because you never met me. Cool. You know, it's <laughs> I bring angel energy to computers. Who's, who's, when's the last time you met somebody that does that? Well, I've never met anybody that does that. Well, you have now because you met me. Now, let's talk about your computer. Let me ask you, is it PC or Mac or both? Uh, More PC. Okay. So you can take that knowledge that you have and you can leverage it to a career that fulfills in the life of your dream. And you can be the go-to guru. And then once you get going, people will come to you. People will ask you, hey, I heard you bring angel energy to computers. Is that true? That's right. Well, what does that look like? I mean, that seems very intriguing. I have a show, and I want you to come on and talk about it on my show. Absolutely, I'll come talk about angel energy with your computer. But you're going to have to be willing to be public. And if you're shy or if you're introverted, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It just takes practice. Trust me, the 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 biggest, the best actors on Broadway are nervous and get stage fright, but it doesn't stop them. They go out and they perform, and then they go back to their room and they, you know, cry and, you know, they deal with their emotions. But when it comes time, the show must go on. The same thing with you. You get on your social media and you start talking every day, a little bit. Well, you know, I know a lot about computers, and there's something about me that you need to know that I've never told you before. Are you ready? Get ready. I bring angel energy to computers. What? You what? I bring angel energy to computers. You want to hear about it? Yes, I do. Okay. Stay tuned. Be back here tomorrow at this time. I go live on Facebook at this time. And ask me any question you want about your computer, and I'll bring angel energy. You and me together. Let's do this. Next thing you know, you got a thriving business, and people will pay you to tell them how to bring angel energy to their computer. Okay, in the meantime, write to me and find okay, out if there's any links that I can send you to make sure you get taken care of during this, you know, chaotic times with disaster relief. I can help you. I can send you things that will get you money so you have money in the bank and food on the table because that's most important when you're generating, you know, for yourself and your business, you got to make sure the bills are paid. So, okay. Okay. Is there anything else that I can do for you? I know we just had a very short conversation, but I can already hear that you're a little bit more empowered than you were when you first got on. Yes. Thank you. I'm good. You're welcome. Appreciate it. It's right. I'm here every Thursday, and you can check in now every now and then and let us know how things are going. If you have specific questions, things that you want to ask me, you have my email address. The thing is, is that I want to make sure that you're empowered. And when my book comes out, if you buy it, I will sign a copy for you. Just send it to me, and I'll autograph it for you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate your calling in, and um, you have a wonderful evening. Thanks. See you later. Have right. a safe. See you later. So we just had this incredible conversation, which, you know, I appreciate very much. When I wrote the book, Say Yes, I wrote the book with um, with you in mind. So, in my mind I, and in my heart, 
my goal is to make a difference, is to have people get that um, you can live a life you love and you can live this life of value. Um, and um, I'm going to read another excerpt from my book, which is uh, something that is near and dear to me. And um, in doing so, I want you to know that a lot of times in my um, in my coaching practice and in life, what I do is I use um, movie analogies, and I I use them throughout everything I do and say. And I'm going to give you a movie analogy now. And the movie analogy I'm going to give you is a movie called Angels in the Outfield, okay? And um, most people would not want to admit this, okay? They would not want to admit that um, they have a movie that, that moves them as much as this movie moves me. It's a la-di-da movie. You know, it's a Disney film. And I happen to really love Disney. I think they really got the ball on. If you've never seen this movie, it's called Angels in the Outfield. It's quite old. It's about 20 years old. Um, Stream it. It's a nifty little movie. And it's about this foster kid, Roger, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a huge fan of the Anaheim Angels. And even though in this film, they're the worst team in the major leagues. Roger's estranged father, who lost custody of him, and he's a ward of the state, he promises to reunite his family when the Angels make it to the World Series. And he, of course, makes this promise because he knows they never will, because they're a lousy team. And understanding baseball, as he's a huge fan, Roger takes to heart his father's promise and prays one night for um, angel intervention, for, for the Angels um, to win the World Series so he and his father can reunite. So one night, enter Al, who is a real angel, played by uh, one of my favorite actors, Christopher Lloyd. And he appears in response to Roger's prayers. Moved by his plea, heaven has sent angels to help the Anaheim Angels win the World Series. So the coach of the team, his name is Coach Knox, he's played by Danny Glover, and he knows he's, he's coaching a bunch of losers and is resigned to this. And he's shocked to see his team is suddenly on a winning streak. Out in the outfield, unbelievable things start taking place. Players leap to catch balls and run to tag bases, and they appear to fly in the air. And we, as the audience, we can see the angels as they support the team players. But none of the characters in the film can see the angels in the outfield, except Roger. He can see them and which players the angels are focusing on in the, any given moment. And he explains all this to the coach, and, and they devise a signal for when Roger sees an angel. He stands up and he flaps his arms up and down like wings, and that's the signal that there are angels present. So game after game, the angels win as they move slowly through the season and closer to the World Series. Now, fortunately, you know, um, the last game, of the series, the series where they're actually playing for the pennant, the angels don't come because uh, according to angel, you know, rules of intervention, they can't help them win the pennant. They have to do that on their own. So they're doing okay. They're actually, you know, because of all the winning they've been doing, they're actually playing and, and, you know, they're actually doing a good job. However, when it comes down to the wire, they need a pitcher who can pitch a no hitter and their pitcher is washed up and he can't, he can't do it. So coach not, has to choose. Does he replace him with another pitcher or does he convince him to take it on and, you know, take the team to victory? So he tells Roger, give the signal. Give the signal and show him that the angels are present. And Roger's worried about doing that because it's not true. The angels aren't there. And he hesitates. It's a lie. But then he does it. He stands up and starts flapping. And so the coach points out to the pitcher, look, the signal's there. The angels are here. And believing the angels are there, he pitches a no-hitter and they win the World Series. But the point of all this is inside of angels in the outfield is, you know, there's something that's quite amazing is that the belief in, and the faith, you know, it's an incredible scene because you see people flapping their arms, giving the signal that it's going to be okay. The angels are with you. So as I close the, my show tonight, 
um, I want to give you the signal that the angels are here, flapping their their wings, for, you know, providing what needs to be provided. And I'm going to play for you the song called The Wave, which is um, at that moment in time when Roger gave the signal and started to flap his arm up and down, everybody in the stadium stood up and flapped their arms up and down in support of the pitcher. And um, this is the music to play. I'm going to play it for you as we conclude the show tonight. Thank you for joining us on the Science of Yes. I'm here flapping my wings with the signal that you got this, you're covered, it's all going to be okay. Thank you. 